Roadshow, episode number 231 and a half. My name is John Morgan. Cole Coffee is not with me because, well, it's about 7 a.m. here in Las Vegas. And I'm assuming he's probably still asleep, to be honest with you. <laughs> At the very least, I know he's probably just waking up, getting that little coffee brewed, and uh, probably about to turn on UFC on ESPN Plus 15. It is on demand if you want to watch it, ESPN Plus or UFC Fight Pass, depending on where you are. And we said going into it, you probably didn't need to get up live and watch the whole thing here in the United States. And that pretty much turned out to be true. It wasn't the greatest card of all time by any stretch of the imagination. Not a lot of big impacts early on. But there was a massive impact in the main event in Shenzhen, China. And if you haven't watched it yet, you need to go do so. Put this on pause right now and come right back because it won't take you long. Wiley Zhang is your UFC strawweight champion and she did it in unbelievable fashion. 42 seconds is all it took to take out Jessica Andrade. And this was just an absolutely phenomenal 42 seconds. This is not a, a, a fluke. This was not something that uh, was accidental. I mean, even like a, like a Masvidal knockout of Askren. I'm not trying to take away from it, right? But that was just one crazy moment. I mean, there was a reason it went viral. This was an absolute Beat down, packed into 42 seconds. It's it, it's it's flawless. I mean, from the opening bell, Zhang comes out, you know, fires three low kicks in the opening 10 seconds. She's moving well. She's looking light on her feet, showing the speed, showing the range that we knew she had. And then Andrade does what she does. She comes forward looking to brawl. She comes forward looking to just bang. And Wiley is able to to slip out of the way, land a big right hand stun Andrade early on, and she sees it, and she senses it, and she goes for it, rushes forward, gets the clinch, big elbows over the top, finding their mark, knees up the middle, everything just vicious, and uh, eventually Andrade pulls away, takes another big shot, hits the deck, and uh, the fight is waved off as Zhang is jumping on top to deliver more ground and pound shots, just an absolutely Phenomenal performance from Wiley Zhang. Could not have asked any better. Um, you know, Cole Coffey and I both picked her going into this fight. Uh, I thought that she had the skills. Knew that it might be a little too early. I think those were fair questions. I, you know, anybody that said she didn't have the game is is doesn't know what they're watching, if we're being honest. I mean, they, she definitely had the game. It was just, can you deal with the moment? You know, can you deal with somebody um, with this skill set that Andrade had, but also with the pedigree that she has? And on top of that, you know, the situation, the history, the enormity of the moment. Can you deal with all those things? And my God, did she deal with it absolutely flawlessly. I just, I, I, I can't, that's the word that just comes to mind. Flawless. Flawless. And it is a uh, a huge moment. I mean, a, a huge win for her. She's now a UFC champion. Uh, she got $50,000 in the process, by the way, for a performance of the night, but that's hardly going to matter because it's it's what comes next that's that's really going to change for her. I mean, big money is on the way. Big opportunities are, are, are there for her. Um, 20 wins in a row right now, but even more so for her, I mean, this is a huge moment for the UFC. Could not have scripted it any better than this. I mean, you know, the UFC has really invested in China. They really have. You know, they've they've hosted, you know, three live events there now. And I can tell you, 
it is a headache to do live events there. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm assuming they've probably made some progressions since I went there to the first event in Shanghai. Um, but you know, there's, it's just a different way of doing business over there. And, uh, things are, it's just a different culture and it's not easy. Things do not run like clockwork. The well-oiled machine that is the UFC, um, of course they get it done, but I can tell you behind the scenes, it's, it's a little bit chaotic. Uh, I imagine that is probably going to change. I imagine some red carpets are going to be rolled out for them now. Um, but they have continued to invest. You know, this $14 million performance institute that they put in Shanghai. I mean, that is a big investment. It's not just the upfront construction costs. Then you've got operating costs as well. And you're not selling memberships to this thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, it's not there to make money. It's there to operate at a loss just to help you. Um, and it paid off quickly. Quickly. Uh this thing is going this is going to be a historic moment. I get it. It was a small card. It was a card we didn't say you need to wake up early in the morning and you didn't need to. But there is real significance to this moment. Uh and I think we're gonna look on it, you know, in a couple years and say, Yep, man, that's the moment that really, really kicked it off. Uh, you know, it's it's no secret. I mean, look, the UFC is a for-profit company. Yes, they're taking this thing all over the world, but it's because of opportunities like this. You know, you look at what Yao Ming meant to the growth of, of basketball as an international sport. That's what's happening here. 1.4 billion people. I mean, nuts. And, and the money is there, I'm telling you. It, it, they say it a lot when you talk about China. It's a numbers game. There's just so many people that, of course, you know, if you can carve out a little piece of the market, you know, that's huge. And that's, that's very true. But I'm telling you, there's real money there as well. Um, you know, I had a chance to see it. There's, there's a lot going on there. Um, and, and this is going to be a huge, huge moment for the UFC. So, uh, have to imagine USC president Dana White, uh, like I said, was over the moon, man. It couldn't have gone any better for the UFC. Uh, he did get, speak to uh, the media, uh, in China afterwards. Uh, the audio was cut off for the first five or six minutes of the uh, press conference. Unfortunately, we can't recover that. Uh, but I did want to play you a little bit of him talking about the night, talking about Weili Zhang, what it means. Um, and, and basically, this thing picks up um, with Dana answering a question about this, about the impact of, of what this result means uh, for, the, for the company, uh, especially in the Chinese market. Well, if you look at the last 20 years and, and, and how – uh, we've run this thing. We take it everywhere, and we're, we're going to take this everywhere in China. And the great thing about China is every city is a big city in China. You know, I mean, Shenzhen's got 17 million people. I think New York has 8 million people. So um, it, it's it's hard to miss in China. Anywhere you go, you know, th there's there's massive populations. There's over a billion people in this country, and and it's one of the reasons that I believe martial arts started in China. This is where martial arts began. And the fact that, you know, we're coming back here and introducing this place where it all began to mix martial arts, over the next five years, you're going to see so much talent coming out of this country, it's going to be crazy. Go ahead, sir. Um, what do you think the victories of Lee and John are going to do to the sport in general in this country? And what are your future plans? Yeah, obviously, you know, you, you, you put fighters in these positions um, 
to succeed or not to succeed. And uh, there were a lot of questions about Weili Zhang uh, going into this fight, especially against a, a powerful fighter like like uh, Andrade. I mean, she 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 passed every test with flying colors tonight. She looked incredible. So obviously, any of the markets that we go into anywhere in the world, when, when you have somebody who becomes a world champion, it explodes. I mean, it explodes. So um, tonight, tonight was a big night for Chinese MMA, and uh, and obviously the co-main event too with Leach uh, w w was was phenomenal. I mean, the roof blew off this place tonight. And I think you had some people here tonight that were uh, hardcore fans because you could tell when certain things happened that they would react. And a lot of people coming in for the first time just to check it out. And uh, the co-main and the main event did not disappoint. So it was, uh, it, was, it was a big night. And in the United States right now on SportsCenter, so SportsCenter is the biggest sports channel, you know, the biggest thing on TV that you can watch. They're running the Weili Zhang thing nonstop back there. So it's big. Weili Zhang's next fight will be in the United States. So the question is, uh, she is trying to compare Weili and uh, Ronda Rossi. So Ronda Rossi definitely is the first female champion. And do you think Weili will, like, will be like Ronda Rossi when she retires, she will become a UFC Hall of Famer? Yeah, it's funny. You, um, I don't know if you saw this week, but Ronda Rousey wrote a, an, an Instagram message to Whaley and, and, and Jessica this weekend. Um, and one of the things that I want to add on to what I was saying before, but kind of goes with her question, the fight that happened tonight, you know, the, the UFC is a global sport. So tonight, the, you know, Whaley Zhang's performance was so good and so big People were watching this fight in Canada, the United States, Brazil, the Middle East. You know, Weili Zhang became a huge star tonight globally, not just here in, in, in China. Um, and obviously the first ever uh, Chinese world champion. So, um, I mean, she's still very fresh and young in her career. We'll see what, what uh, is in store for her, but she's off to a good start. Thank you. Hello, Dana White. Uh, I have a question. Like, uh, we are very excited tonight, and we finally have our own first bell here. Yeah. Um, and as you see, like after the fight, Li Jingnan won by TKO tonight, and after that, he was calling for the champion fight. And do you think you like match him with the top five fighters in, in his way to next time? That's tough to say. You know, <clears throat> I never make fights the night of the fight. Um, you know, he, he looked excellent tonight. You're talking about Leach, right? Yeah, he looked in, he looked excellent tonight. And uh, uh, he knocked out a guy who's never been knocked out before. Um, we got to get back to Vegas, sit down in our room and look, 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 you know, look at what's next for him. But, uh, yeah, he looked ready tonight. He looked ready for that next step. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll see how. Tonight was a really good night for China. So it's, it's funny because if you look at what a short amount of time we've been working here and, and how fast the talent has grown in such a short amount of time, now that the PI is here in the next five years, I mean, there's over a billion people here. It, it's a numbers game. There's a lot of talent here that, that, that you know, um, has not been discovered yet. 
and, and we will cultivate it and discover it in the next five years. You're going to see big things happen in this country. Yeah, it's a numbers game. There's way too many people here to not have some talent. Uh, obviously, after this bout, there are a few contenders we have to consider, but it seems like the top contenders in the strawweight uh, are all taking time off, like Rose and Tatiana Suarez and Joanna uh, and Jack Jack. They are all taking their time. So. Do you know if there's this situation here? Well, I don't know if they're all taking time off right now. Rose is definitely taking time off. I mean, Rose got slammed on her head and, <clears throat> you know, wanted to take some time off after that, which is understandable. The other girls are all fighting. I mean, there's other fights happening right now. Um, and as they play out, it will determine what's next for Wei Li. Um, and uh, Wei Li told me tonight she wants to fight as much as possible which I love, so, um, and I can tell you this, going into this fight with Jessica Andrade, nobody wanted to fight Weili Zhang, nobody wanted to fight her, and uh, now she's the champion, so if you want a shot at that belt, you have to fight her. So you just said uh, the next fight is in the U.S. for Zhang Weili? Yeah, I want, her, I want so her to fight in the United States. Yeah, it will be a, like, a main event of a numbered fight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if it'll be a main event. It'll be the oh, main yeah. or a co-main, you know, but it'll, she'll be one of the top billings in, in okay. the United States, yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, did, we, did, you uh, did you ever imagine that Wei Li win this fight in this kind of way? It's funny because I asked a lot of fighters what they thought about, <clears throat> you know, this fight, and everybody thought that uh, Jessica was too strong for Wei Li, um, and there were too many unanswered questions about Wei Li. Which is true. If you've, if you've seen her fight, you could tell she's well-rounded, she's super talented, but how is she going to deal with the pressure of fighting for the title for the first time in her home country with all of her, her people here? Um, and a lot of other variables that play into a fight. She looked like a world champion tonight. She looked like um, one of the most vicious women on planet Earth tonight. She looked incredible. I, no. The answer to your question is no. I did not see it ending like this, no. You know what's crazy? I'll, I'll, this is the last thing, I'll say this last thing and then I'll, I'll leave, but uh, the impact that Whaley has had already, I was telling these guys when I got back to my room after the fight, <clears throat> um, there were already agents calling me from, from LA making offers for her on deals already. That's, that's what an impact she's had already. <laughs> Thank you, China. Have a great night. Appreciate it. All right, so you can definitely hear the excitement in USC President Dana White's voice. I mean, I just can't stress enough what a what a big moment this is, and uh, you know, hopefully that's that's painfully obvious to everybody out there. Not just you know for Wiley Zhang, but but for the company and for the sport. To be honest with you, for the sport. Um, a couple people I was looking on social media. And a couple people chimed in. I thought this was great here. Malki Kawa, of course, you know Malki Kawa, first-round management, uh, you know, big-time player in the game. His brother Abe is doing a lot more of this stuff now. Malki's doing a lot with the NFL. Uh, but, of course, you know, those guys still work together, and, and, and Malki still uh, works with their biggest clients. But he chimed in and said, Zhang will be the biggest star in the UFC, bigger than Connor and Habib combined. Watch what I tell you. Congrats, Zhang. 
Malky Kawa posted that on Twitter. I reached out to him via text just to make sure because Wiley Zhang is a Sucker Punch Entertainment client, and I wanted to make sure, like, is, has something changed? Did I miss something? And I said, Malky, is this, is this your client? And he said, no, not my client. That's how big of a deal this is to people that are in the know, okay? He's big upping somebody that's not even his client, realizing what a massive moment this is. Dave Schaller, of course, you know Dave Schaller, good friend of good friend of mine, former head of uh, UFC PR. Now I'm working with him over at CFFC. Of course, he's working with the NBA now, the Philadelphia 76ers. What did he say on social media? He said, this is a huge moment for Zhang in the UFC. This time last year, the 76ers were gearing up for our first ever team trip to China. It was an incredible experience and created amazing opportunities for our brand. Can't say this enough. This is huge for the UFC. So if you don't uh, believe what I have to say, and I would understand if you don't. <laughs> listen to those guys, far more intelligent than me. Uh, but listen, you know, it, it is, it's not that this instantly overnight is, is going to just you know, blow the world up, but this is a, a huge moment for him. Uh, as we said, it's, it's a numbers game, as you always say with China, but um, th- this is definitely going to help things go in the right direction. It's still going to take some education. You know, Dana's stressing over and over, this is, you know, this is the home, this is the cradle of martial arts, and that's true, um, but it's a little bit different over there. It's not it, – it, it's – it's interesting, you know, the, the little experience I have with, with, you know, traveling over to the Far East and, and China in particular, you know, and, and I think a lot of it was the same in Japan was that, um, you know, yes, martial arts have a long history there, but not martial arts competition. It was more about, you know, uh, building yourself and, and, you know, bettering yourself, so to speak, not, not necessarily becoming the best warrior you, you can and, and proving it in a cage. So it'll take a little bit of education, but um, look, this is, a, this is a big moment. There's no question about it. Now the big question will be what they do next with Wiley Zhang. Uh, Going to bring her to the United States? Smart, very, very smart. Uh, you gotta, you got to capitalize. you got to make her, uh, you know, the star big here as well. You don't want her to be just a star in her native China. And there's some names out there. You know, to me... You know, I've said it before. I thought Wiley Zhang had what it took to be a USC champion. I wasn't sure if it would happen this night. It did. The other person I've said the same thing about at 115 pounds is Tatiana Suarez. I think Tatiana Suarez has what it takes to be a USC champion as well. I think she will be a USC champion at some point. Um, Stylistically, I think it's a more difficult matchup for Wiley Zhang. So, not that the USC wants to shy away from that. But it's just something to consider. Um, to me, I, I kind of like the idea of Joanna and Jacek and Michelle Watterson, who meet not all that long from now, about six weeks from now, the winner of that getting the next title shot. And I think that either one of those, I mean, Jan Jacek obviously has the history, and stylistically it would be a lot of fun. She's got the name. She's got the recognition. She has star power. Uh, and that would be a great matchup for Wiley Zhang in the United States. Same thing for Michelle Watterson. Mich- if Michelle Watterson finds a way to win that fight, she obviously has incredible star power as well. She gets mainstream attention every time out. Uh, so I think that would be a phenomenal fight. And and then what I would do, and again, this is just me, if I'm the UFC, and listen, they can only do so much. And the matchmakers will tell you that. Like, listen – we can't help guide your process to the top, and they can't. Not you can't. There's no such thing as an easy fight in the UFC. There's not. There's no guarantees. Okay, so the matchmakers can't automatically, you know, get somebody to a championship level, but they can guide you and they can help you along the way. But once you're at the top, there is no hiding anymore. There is no, um, you know, favorable matchmaking, so to speak. And I don't want that to sound bad. I'm not trying to say that the UFC 
protects people or does things. But hey, they're smart. They're smart. They understand. There's sometimes there's better ways to do things. So what I would do if I was in that position was let's go with uh, the winner of you ending a Jacek and Michelle Waterson October 12th. Let's go with that winner against Wiley Zhang uh, in the United States. And then at that point, because Tatiana Suarez doesn't have as big a name as either one of them, and I think she's a more difficult matchup for Wiley than either one of them. So I think you you maybe do that after this. And you make Tatiana go to China to do it. <laughs> you, you, you put her on the long plane and make her go over there and, and make it, you know, just a little bit of extra challenge. Just a little bit. Because I think that's what they'll probably try to do is bounce Wiley back and forth a little bit as long as she is uh, is in the top. I mean, they'll still want to bring her to China. I know in the past we've said, oh, well, you know, pay-per-views happen at this time. Title fights can happen. But we've seen it change, right? I mean, you know. You do things like Michael Bisping at 5 o'clock in the morning in Manchester or whatever. That's okay. It's okay. But when you're looking to grow a big market like China, you can't do that. It's the same way in Abu Dhabi next week. We're doing it at local time, Abu Dhabi time. Now, it's a little bit different situation there because that's not a massive market, but it's a market with a lot of money, and the, the sheikhs are paying to have some big events over there, and so we'll do it at the time they want to. Same thing with China. I think you'll do some more of these middle of the night cards, and 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 for that reason, I, you know, I think you can put Wiley on the card. Um, you'll just want to go back and forth. You won't want to leave her all the way over there. All right, listen, Wiley did come and speak to the media as well. She, obviously, she does not speak English, uh, although she I mean, she speaks a little English, right? She's got that line down perfect, man. I love it. You know, she says that after every win. Uh, hi, my name is Wiley. Uh, I'm from China. Remember me? Something like that. I, she she nails it. I can't nail it. I'm too. I'm a little loopy right now, so forgive me. But she came and spoke to the media. Uh, again, it's it is in Chinese. There is translation over it. By the way, I went through here as you're going to be listening to this, and I I edited this all together so that uh, the audio is is a little faster. You don't have to hear English. Chinese, English, Chinese, it kind of overlaps a little bit, but I thought it's worth it. I, I know it's not quite the same as hearing directly from the athlete when we're having to hear it translated, but I think it's worth hearing, hearing what she had to say and, and hearing her personality as well, um, because, listen, I, I think she's important for a number of reasons, so anyway, uh, none, if nothing else, take, take, all the, take, take all the China stuff out of it, take all the business stuff out of it, she's just a hell of a fighter. She is just a hell of a fighter, and she's got some personality as well. She's got some personality. So uh, without further ado, here's the John Morgan edited press conference with Wiley Zhang. So the question is, uh, can you remember how long did you take uh, to get this chance to fight for the title? Uh, how long did you wait? And uh, answer is, uh, after I finished my fight in March uh, to win Tisha Torres, and uh, this fight is was like uh, uh, I wait for it so long. I challenged the fighters that was uh, uh, that is on that is the rank is uh, higher than me, but they all turned me down. And w one time there's a fighter who who took the fight, but then and uh, she rejected again. So I was so frustrated. I did, didn't train very well because my frustration. So I took 10 days off during the time. And then on June 12th, I got a call from my manager. And uh, he said that I had the chance, I had the chance to uh, challenge the title. So I'm a, I'm a fighter that I need a target to chase on. So 
That's why I can train well, perform well. So then finally I did it. Uh, when you start to like to do your title defense and very quicker. Uh, uh, I want to take a few days off and to have spend a holiday um, because I didn't uh, have didn't rest during the uh, spring festival to prepare my fight during during March and then I wait and prepare to my next challenge until today I finally uh, got the belt so I need to take a few days off to 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 reboot myself there's a lot of fighter turns you off uh, they didn't want to fight you so do you think you still will not get an opponent after this fight. And Wei think, no, I think they all want to fight me because I'm champion. Dana was just here now saying that your first title defense will be in America. Um, how do you feel about that? Do you want to fight in America or would you like to stay in China? Yes, I would like to get on a pay-per-view event, but I also want the pay-per-view event to hold in, in China. So that this is my wish. If Dana wants to want me to fight in U.S., it, it will be fine, but uh, uh, please get all my uh, corners visa down because uh, in the last time my corner didn't come and uh, uh, several corners cannot come because of the visa issue. Uh, Wei Li, you so, uh, how long do you think you can defend your dis dispel? Uh, I think I can defend several times, maybe for a long time, because I uh, know all those, my opponent very well, I can beat them. Beat them. Andrade said, uh, uh, after Zhang Wili's fight, she may go to the flyway to challenge uh, uh, Shevchenko. So, do you have the plan of that? Yes, definitely. I, I can do that. So as a fighter, you, I always want to challenge myself. Uh, so for me, uh, every great fighter is willing to fight. So I like to challenge those great fighters. The question is, do you uh, imagine that you can finish the fight that quickly? Yes, uh, like what I said during the press uh, before, I can finish the fight and I will not let the fight go to the fourth round. So I, I did it. And um, uh, my coach, Mr. Tai, always told, give me the game plan and uh, it always works very well. And, uh, and he said, if you can land your combos accurately to a fighter, no one can take it. And I did it tonight. Uh, uh, so, you know, there's a, a, a fighter uh, that challenged a lot of female fighters, Henry Sahudo. He's the call himself Triple C, and uh, he challenged Valentina Shevchenko. So, do you have interest to fight with Henry Sahudo? Now, yes, he can fight with me, but uh, first he needs to go to uh, Thailand and become uh, 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 changing, and then uh, welcome. I will welcome 
him or her to 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 the female division. 那个伟斌，我想问你一个问题啊，就是 When you win, when your first belt, a、uh, qualified belt, it was like two thousand fifteen in September, and、uh, after one month later,、uh, it was Ronda Rousey got knocked out by Holly Holm. What do you think about that fight? 但是今天我觉得你应该有了这样的一个心情吧。我看那场比赛的时候，说实在，我特。And that fight broke my heart because, uh, I was a true fan of Ronda Rousey, but it it was okay because every fighter has her or his own era, and so Ronda Rousey has her era, and then she passed the belt to another fighter, just like me. This time, I won the belt from Jessica Andrade, and she passed the belt to me. I think she passed the belt willingly to me because I'm the Better fighter,、uh, I can defend my belt for a long time. But after that, if there's a one fighter who is better than me, I'm willing to pass this legacy belt to to her. So during the time, because she is the best.、Um, when we spoke last week, you said one of your main missions was to inspire young women.、Um, do you feel very proud of what you've achieved tonight? Uh, so I will continue to do what I'm doing because I I think my positive energy can influence a lot of young people.、Uh, I always think that every people need a very big goal, and then you need to separate this very big goal to a little and a little by little small target, and you conquer those targets, and then you will finally finish your big target. I hope. All those young people can do the same like me. That's what I did. All right. So Wiley Zhang、uh, ready to take on Henry Cejudo with the、uh, one small condition there. <laughs> Listen, I, I love the personality. I, lo I love.、Uh, I just can't say enough. Again, the performance was flawless, and、uh, I'm excited to see what she does next.、Um, star in the making. She's going to be a star in China, and, and we'll see what she can do on the international stage. All right. Co-main event. Another big moment for China. The leech, Li Jingliang. Picks up the TKO win over Elizio Zaleski dos Santos. He was about 10 seconds away from、uh, getting a decision win anyway, picking up the win at、uh, 4:51 of the third and final round.、Uh, he was definitely going to take it on the judges' decision. I will say this: I had、uh, the 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 fight even going into the third round. Only one judge had it that way. Two two judges. I、uh, had the leech taking、uh, both rounds one and two, and he was clearly up in round three as well.、Uh, still would have been a unanimous decision either way. I had it scored the same way Howard Hughes did,、uh, with the leech taking round one and Elizio Zaleski dos Santos taking round two.、Uh, Leeching Ling again. If you're a Rocho listener, you know he's 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 a favorite. Love the guy. Absolutely love the guy. And、uh, and I feel bad for for turning my back on him in the staff picks. <laughs> Not that he'll ever see, but、uh, yeah, you, normally I'm 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 a ride or die with Li Jingliang, and、uh, I thought Elizio Zaleski dos Santos was going to be a little bit too much, but you know I don't know if it's necessarily just an off night by dos Santos, but、uh, the timing, the rhythm just didn't seem to be there, and、uh, Jingliang、uh, conversely was was doing a great job. Of of pressing the action, you know, delivering straight punches up the middle, you know, not staying in that kicking range where Capoeira can be so dangerous,、um, and just another impressive performance. This guy is a star over there in China as well, and and this was a hell of a way to cap off the card.、Um, a, a great, great 
you know, finish to the evening uh, for China. You know, as, as USC President Dana White always says, it's, it's how you walk out of the building. And you talk about building to that crescendo uh, for this. Li Jingling came out of it and said, uh, you know, he wants a, a top 10 fighter in his next outing. And listen, man, he's one of those guys that's just been hovering below the surface and not quite getting the respect he deserves. You know, a, a lot of it probably does have to be, you know, the fact that he's he's fighting around the world. You know, I mean, they're using him. Uh, to build his star over there, and, and and rightfully so. I mean, he's you know he doesn't speak English. Although as they we've said it a million times, and they said it on the broadcast too. Uh, he's one of those guys that feels like you know him, even though he doesn't speak English. He's so expressive and so emotional, um, and his fighting style is just so fun. But yeah, I mean it, it's been a while, right? He's been fighting in in China and, and Singapore and and uh, you know Australia and, and and you know just all around the the place. And they don't have him here in the United States, and, you know, I think it probably costs him a little bit in terms of, of rankings. I mean, I, the UFC rankings, uh, no disrespect to those, but, I mean, it's a deep division anyway. We don't we don't have him in our rankings uh, featuring there as well, so uh, it's just a, it's a very, very deep division, but he wants a big fight next, and, and I think he deserves it. I mean, there are some names out there that you could match him up with, um, you know, that are a little lower in, in the rankings, you know, that top 15 type area that I don't think anybody would, would bat an eye at. Um, you know, I'm just looking at our own rankings right now, and again, we we don't even have uh, Li Jianlong as a, as a as an honorable mention. But uh, when you look down low uh, in the rankings, our our top 15 anyway. Uh, you know, Robbie Lawler's at 15. That might be a little out of the stretch, just in, in terms of name recognition. No disrespect uh, to Li Jianlong, I just can't see Robbie Lawler wanting to take that fight. Um, but you know, Vicente Luque, another guy that's been flying under the radar for a long time. We've got Timmy Amaya at number 13. Of course, he's matched up with Ben Askren in October. Santiago Ponzanibio, another guy that's uh, got an impressive record but kind of been flying under the radar. Uh, then you start getting into uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, who's never afraid to take on anybody, no matter where they stand. Leon Edwards is at number 10. I mean, I know Leon Edwards has been holding out for Masvidal, but but that's not going to happen. I, I don't know, you know that he'd want to go backwards, so to speak. That might be a, a tough sell for him, but um, you know, certainly Edwards willing to, to, to take on anybody. Um, Wonder Boy is out there. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Wonder Boy would be willing to do that. He seems to be a anywhere, anytime kind of guy. But uh, nonetheless, I, you know, we did have Elizus Lesky dos Santos as an honorable mention uh, in our rankings, um, and, and I gotta think that Li Jiang will move into there with a win. Now, gorgeous George Garcia kind of heads up our rankings uh, committee, and then we review it as a staff and see if we've got any issues with what he says. But I got, I got to think the leech is at least in there as, as an honorable mention. And, uh, you know, again, somebody I hope they will bring back and forth. Kind of like they're talking about Wei Li Zhang. They want, wanted to be in the United States. Li Jinglong, I, I, I do believe, uh, has some marketability as well. He's a fun fighter to watch. But, uh, you know, they've been building China, and that's that's the purpose that he's been serving. So good stuff in the main event and the co-main event. By the way, should say, if you like what you're hearing, if you like the fact that we're getting the and a half done on no sleep whatsoever, <laughs> jump in. Make sure you're uh, subscribed in iTunes. Make sure you, uh, you take a moment to, uh, to rate us. Give us five stars if you can. Review us if you can. Leave us a little feedback. We certainly would appreciate it. Always enjoy reading the comments from you guys. and It's always good to know that people enjoy the content. Uh, and, hey, even constructive criticism. Is all right too. Uh, the other fight that we were really excited about, of course, was Kai Car France and Mark De La Rosa. I think it delivered. Uh, I had this fight 30 to 27, Kai Car France. 
But as I say sometimes, you know, a 30-27 doesn't necessarily mean an absolutely dominant fight. And I thought that was the case here. I thought Kai Kai France was clearly the winner, but Mark De La Rosa made it a good fight as well. Um, Kai Kai France, you know from our travels to Australia, people are high on this kid, and, and rightfully so. Um, he's 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 got some potential at just 26 years old, uh, and, and, you know, he, he looked good good here the speed uh the mixing things up i mean it just it just did a little bit of everything mark de la rosa dangerous grappler couldn't really get anything going if anything it was kai car france that was getting uh more takedowns than anything so uh, a good good performance here by kai car france he wants to fight alexandra petoja next uh you know they they met on the ultimate fighter before it didn't go kai car france's way uh, but hey sign me up i like it that's a good fight in the flyweight division and Interestingly enough, catch this moment from the post show. Kai Car France said that you know he'd love to turn around in Melbourne. You know he had told Farah Hanoon that uh, before before this card started. He said, "Look, I want to fight in Melbourne. I want to be on 243. That's just five weeks from now, I believe." He said it again at the post show, but then he also said, "If Melbourne doesn't work, uh, I understand that Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky are fighting in Las Vegas." Hmm. Did he let something slip here? I mean, of course we've been talking about it. We know that's the fight. But is, is that what's going to happen? December 14th, UFC 245? Hmm? Take a listen. What do you think? 20th pro win for you. Eight fight win streak. We're going to pull up the rankings now and, and let you have a look at this. A uh, bit leading for you here, Kai. But who have you got your eye on right now? I know in October we have Davison Figueredo versus Tim Elliott. Is that a fight that you've got eyes on? Or have you got an eyes on everyone? Uh, yes, pretty much everyone that's in front of me, I've got eyes on. Um, you know what fight that really um, uh, speaks out to me? It's uh, Alexander Pantoja. Mm. You know, we fought an ultimate fighter. He's coming off a loss right now. I don't think he has a fight booked. So if, if um, he's not injured, I would love to have a quick turnaround fight in five weeks in Melbourne. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the sport to make money and I'm in the sport to fight. So that's the best way to um, climb the ranks and stay active. So... If he's available and um, he wants to fight, let's let's run it back. They should have gone the third round. People, you know, back then um, when we fought, we're completely different fighters now. Obviously, he's done really well for his career. Now I'm um, starting to make a bit of momentum. Eight fight, one streak, three in a row in the UFC. Um, you know, I, I train with so many good guys at my gym, so it, it, it rubs off. You know, you can see that in my um, in my showing tonight with my head coach Eugene. We're ready to kind of take take over now and. Um, I'm just I'm just a body of um, what our system that we use at City Kickboxing. All the guys that help me out with training, um, you know, I, I appreciate it so much, and um, I, I'm just glad I can represent New Zealand on this world stage. And um, you're just taking it one fight at a time. You know, I'm not looking past people saying, you know, do you want to fight Henry Sudo? It's like obviously I I, I want to do that eventually, but I, I know I have to take steps to get to that, and um, I'm I'm in the right direction. But your first fight against Alejandro Pantoja, it was on the Ultimate Fighter, so yeah. it was an exhibition match over two rounds. You lost a decision there, yeah. right? But you must have learned a lot from that fight about him. Yeah, definitely. Um, those kind of fights, it's hard to really show your full potential because you're an Ultimate Fighter. You don't have your coaches, you don't have your team, and you're cutting weight. You know, uh, you're cutting weight back to back every week, so you're going to be depleted. You're not going to be fighting like yourself. Um, and it was a close fight, and he was a good grappler. Uh, tonight, you know, you, you could see that I can neutralize grapplers and, and keep it to where I want to be. Um, and he, you know, he is ranked higher above me. He, he, I loved his last fight. You know, these guys put on a war with uh, Figueroa, and um, I would love to do it again and, and 
maybe we'll do it in Melbourne. If not, I see my, my teammates fighting. Um, uh, Alex Volkanovski's fighting Max Holloway in Vegas. You know, if, if that Melbourne fight doesn't happen, we can do it in Vegas. Um, I'd love to be, be a part of that card as well. Could be my uh, welcome home um, fight. I haven't fought in America yet in the, in the UFC, so I'd love to do that as well. I'm ambitious. You can you can see that. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm just excited. <laughs> All right, maybe breaking some news there. I mean, of course, it'd be easy for Kaikara France to backtrack and just be like, "Well, I, I don't know. That's what's happened. I just heard the rumors like you did, but I don't know. I think he. Uh, I think that was a little slip right there. <laughs> Which, if that is, hey, I'm all right with that. Would have loved to seen it in Melbourne for sure. Uh, that would have been amazing. But man, if if the start of UFC 245 is Amanda Nunes and Jermaine Derandami and Max Holloway versus Alexander Volkanovsky. Boy, that is a nice way to uh, have our end-of-year pay-per-view. And by the way, just let me say, I am so excited to have our end-of-year pay-per-view on December 14th. I don't know if you guys have paid attention to that uh, as far as the end of the year, but there's not that December 30th you know, area pay-per-view, which, uh, selfishly speaking, I'm happy about, man. We actually get to have a normal Christmas week and a normal uh, end-of-year kind of New Year's Eve stuff, so... I'm excited about that. Not that I ever minded covering it before, but obviously ESPN just has so much content, they didn't really need it. So the the year, in terms of pay-per-view, ends December 24th, and of course you go to Korea for a fight night on December 21st. Um, other than that, as we said, this was not a card that you really need to wake up early and watch the whole thing. And, and I don't even know that you need to go back and watch the whole thing uh, on Fight Pass or on ESPN Plus or wherever you, you happen to see it. Um, Song Kinan, uh picked up a decision win over Derek Krantz. That was a close fight, close, close fight, um, but both guys were exhausted. It was a fun fight. Both guys were exhausted. And I think Krantz, especially since he didn't walk away with the win, will be kicking himself a little bit uh, because it, he was just exhausted and couldn't do anything. I think the fight was still there for the taking in the third round, and he just absolutely couldn't capitalize. Mizuki Inouye. Uh, finally made her USC debut, picked up uh, what I thought was an impressive win over Wu Yanan. It was a split decision. Um, I thought it was it was clearly in Mizuki Inoue's favor. Um, so I was a little surprised with the scoring of that. But, you know, Inoue was just so incredibly outsized here. I mean, she's normally a straw weight. She went up a division. And then on top of that, you know, Wu Yanan missed his weight by three pounds. Did get a 30% fine. Um, but Mizuki anyway, just gutsy. And I mean, the, 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 the physical size difference between those two was almost comical. Uh, if you want to check that out, if you didn't, uh, it, it was almost comical. And I just think Wu Yanan had a little trouble getting her rhythm going and di didn't establish things the way that she needed to, to pick up a win. I think this, is, I mean, she was clearly the more dominant physical force, but just couldn't get it done. Uh, Anthony Hernandez did pick up a much needed submission win, uh, in, in the, prelim closer um you know listen some of these prelims we said there were a lot of newcomers and uh some of them did, did not look especially great um it was you know you'll see in my rookie report I, a lot of c's and d's to be honest with you um that wasn't the case for everybody andre sukuntas suffered a, another loss man i was pulling for that guy i think he's kind of snake bit in terms of how how good he can fight um but Sumataraji looked looked really, really, really good, um, and that's and then that's when we got down into the the uh, the newcomers. Daun Jung picked up a submission uh, win over Kadis Ibrahimov. Uh, Ibrahimov, man, he I don't know if he was just going for broke uh, from the beginning, but he was just slugging for the fences and, and ran out of gas real, real, real quick. Demir Ashmagulov, if you if you didn't see the prelims, do go see him. He is a name to remember. We told you beforehand that was going to be a fight. 
it wasn't much of a fight. It was Demirius Magulov, man. He is good. He's fun to watch, and he's really, really good. He picked up a very clear-cut decision win over Tiago Moises. Uh, and then the uh, the fight of the night, actually, was early in the prelims. That was your other bonus with Haile Alitang and Dana Vaccarel. But I, I just didn't think this was high-level MMA, to be honest with you. Uh, same thing. No disrespect, but uh, Carol Hosa and Laura Procopio. It was a it was a rough start at about midnight Pacific time. <laughs> I was a little bit worried I wasn't going to make it, but it finished super super strong. So anyway, uh, listen, I am uh, going to go try to spend a little afternoon with my family. I was happy that we could get this and a half done. I hope you're happy with it as well. Uh, and yeah, we'll do the same thing next week. I am heading tomorrow, tomorrow morning. I got to get packed up. I'm heading to Abu Dhabi. Uh, myself, Mike Bond, Farah Hanoon will all be there for MMA Junkie. So we'll have great coverage all week long of UFC 242. And uh, we'll make sure and, and get those cats on the mic as well. That Farah make her uh, MMA Roadshow debut. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Long trip, but it should be a lot of fun. It's getting busy. What did they say? This is the first of 12 weeks in a row with UFC content. So yeah, man, we're going to finish out the year strong. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you are. We'll talk to you next week. In the meantime, thanks for listening.